You seem like a crazy alcoholic, but you're in denial. <laughs> your wardrobe screams fatherless. You have more trust in that top side than people. How was your relationship with your father? Just saying, why did you get the attention you wanted? You need Jesus. That's offensive. All right, welcome back, ladies and gents. It's daddy fucking deals in the building. Or Adelia, I don't, how do, how do normal people do intros? I feel like every time I make a little intro, I'm so awkward. Like, welcome back everyone, it's Daddy Deals. Um, how should I, enter, like, how should I open up this podcast? Should I be like, yo, what's up the That's Offensive crew? Like, I, I don't know. What do you guys want to call yourselves is the real question. Like, who are fans of this podcast that, like, can comment what a good, what a good, thing to call my audiences like what a good tag it is <laughs> um anyways so that was awkward so i finally did something interesting for the first time in months like months um i was a bride i can't even talk i was a bridesmaid um for my friend's wedding which was super fucking sick um but to have the energy to be a bridesmaid i took a short little break from all the pills i'm taking for my mold poisoning being a bridesmaid you know had to drink tons of tons of caffeine to get through the day because although i took a little bit of like of a break from my meds they're still like in my system and would probably take like two weeks to really like detox even from the detox meds but Friday was the wedding and, um, you know, throughout the day I was feeling so fucking tired, so fucking groggish. And then the wedding hit and I felt like adrenaline. I wasn't expecting to cry. And I cried like my friend Mackenzie just looked so beautiful. So, um, after the wedding, you know, we were like hanging out. Everyone was getting drinks except for me. I was staying sober and I like see someone who just looks really, really familiar. And I'm like, why does that person look so fucking familiar? And I just kind of forget about it. And the guy who was like my dance partner and you know, when you, you like walk down the aisle with them and then you go like the, the brooms man goes to where the brooms man goes. And then I go to where the, the bridesmaids goes. Um, so I was talking to him for a little bit and then we go, we all go to our seats and uh, they were doing like the father daughter dance. And then the guy who I'm like, he looks so familiar sat right across from me. And I think I told a few people, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I like matched with this man on Hinge. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I blocked him for some reason, but I don't remember why. I just know that like something weird happened with him. And I was like really racking my brain because I used to use Hinge and Tinder a good amount and didn't have a lot of great experiences, but I used to use it a lot. And I like went, uh, I went to my friend who is the bride and I'm like, I'm really trying to put my finger on what happened with him on hinge. And then she said his name. So let's just call him Chad. <laughs> she was like, who Chad? I was like, Oh my God. It literally hit me. Sophomore year. I was staying with his roommate who was also named Chad. Obviously these are all fake names. I'm not going to like expose someone on the internet like that. <laughs> but, um, I've known his roommate, Chad, since like sixth grade. And we like kind of grew up together in a way. It's like we went to the same church. He went to like one of the neighboring high schools. And um, I like really, really liked this kid. And he uh, went to ASU and I went to U of A. And there was a rave going on that weekend. So I'm like, yo, Chad, can I stay with you? Because I cannot afford a hotel or Airbnb or anything. He's like, 
of course. Why don't you like you come a day early? We're having a party at my place. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I went to their party. I was like, I wanted to know how ASU partied. And I have to say wholeheartedly, U of A partied way harder and better than my friends at ASU. Since ASU didn't have Greek Row, and they somehow fit like 200 people in a small house where I was dripping sweat. And, you know, it would kind of like the house would start to smell like people's sweat because it's like you can't even air it out. Arizona's like 100 degrees outside, even at nighttime. And it just wasn't a, a good or fun <laughs> vibe, honestly. I mean, the people, honestly, I really liked the people at ASU. I kind of think the people at ASU were nicer than the people at U of A, but U of A parties a lot harder. So I don't know which one is better. I kind of preferred the alcoholism at U of A. Um, frat houses are definitely the fucking move, like a thousand percent the fucking move. So I was at this ASU party and I was drinking, of course, and I was drinking Jose Cuervo, my like longtime boyfriend who I've cheated on a little bit, but like I love Jose Cuervo. And I think I had a whole bottle to myself, like a whole fifth, because I don't know what was with me, but I could down alcohol, down alcohol like no other person I've met before. And you know what happens when I drink? I like attention, as any normal person does when they drink. Like, who doesn't like attention when they drink? So it was like getting a little towards the end of the night. And I remember just kind of like flirting with his roommate a little bit, whose name was also Chad, because... I wanted some attention and the party was kind of dying down. And then his roommate was like, do you want to like sleep in my bed versus the couch? Cause it's probably going to be a while till like everyone leaves. And you know, we were kind of flirting and I was like, yeah, like that sounds fun. Um, the thing was, I kind of like browned out a little bit to like the moments leading up to him being like, do you just like want to sleep in my bed instead of the couch? So I'm not entirely sure what conversations took place, but I do remember sleeping in his bed and I do know we did not hook up. I think we might have made out, but like, I don't think we did anything. I'm like 99% sure that all we did was kiss um, because what happens when Adelia drinks, I fall asleep and I fall asleep really quickly. So I'm pretty sure that's all that happened. Um, but since we didn't do anything and he like wasn't pushy, I was like kind of turned on by the fact he wasn't pushy, which I feel like that says a lot about the guys who I've hooked up in the past before him who like were really pushy or kind of weird. The next day I went to the rave and came back to the place I was staying at, you know, at Chad's. And what happened my sophomore year when I went to raves, I rolled and I rolled hard. Um, and rolling Adelia needs attention. Honestly, more so than drunk Adelia needs attention. Like I craved it. Honestly, one of the reasons I like stopped rolling was because of like when I rolled, there was like this desperate need to like kind of be touching a guy, like dancing with a guy to be having like some attention with a guy. And I'm like, this isn't fun to like want and need attention when I'm rolling. And then when I don't find a guy like a rave bay, it's like I would kind of be like, oh, I'm kind of sad. Like I want someone to kiss me right now. Like pathetic, pathetic. Um, and there have been a lot of times where I'm like rolling and I hook up with a guy or something and I'm like, I think I'm in love. And then I get to know them sober and I'm like, oh, Adelia. But that's, those are stories for another time. This is about staying at my friend Chad's house and, um, his other roommate, whose name was also Chad. I could tell he wasn't super stoked to see me. But as the night went on, he was like getting a little more floaty. And I just remember he told me like, 
I really, I think I really like you. I really like getting to know you, which like puke. <laughs> he only met me at a party the night before and we were kind of chilling that night. And I, I could tell he was only saying these things because it's like he wanted a fuck. But like, <laughs> I could see through it, even through my dumb little rolling eyes. What I had done, um, a few months prior to me meeting him, I met a guy who like had used a vibrator on me. Sorry, the story's like all over the place, but a guy had used a vibrator on me. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing to ever happen. So I bought a vibrator and I brought it to like go to the rave because I remember thinking like, oh my God, I need to use my vibrator while I'm rolling. Like I bet that orgasm is like fucking crazy. And I, I just, I really needed to know. So rolling Adelia goes to bed with this guy, Chad, and whips out my vibrator. <laughs> and I just make him watch me because I wanted, like, the attention of a man without actually, like, fucking the man. <laughs> and I don't even think I really let him, like, touch me minus, like, a little cuddle. I love cuddles. But um, I, I don't think I really let him touch me. And then once I came, he was like, okay, sick. Like, it's my turn. Let's go. And I was like, nah, nah, -uh. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? And he started to like jerk off a little bit and asked if I wanted to help. And I think I gave him like a two second handy. And I'm like, no, you know what? I think I just want to go to bed. And I think he finished himself off. <laughs> Cause I was just like kind of feeling grossed out when I started like touching his dick. Like, I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I just really wanted to get my nut. <laughs> I think he made a comment before I like took my hand off his dick and he's like, well, what about like my blue balls? And I'm like, what about them? <laughs> I know it's like a fake thing. <laughs> that guy's like, like, imagine if like imagine if they were like imagine girls get saying like i'm getting blue ovaries <laughs> every time they had sex because like girls never come when they fuck guys and i feel like that's the bigger issue at stake here guys can get off by just fucking and girls need a lot more than that but frat boys aren't willing to give because like I mean, at least I, when I went to U of A, I remember hearing some of like the older guys tell the freshman pledges like the way to get a girl to fuck you is by like making her feel a little insecure and not giving her that much attention and girls will be crawling over you. And guess what? It fucking worked. It fucking worked. But it doesn't work forever. I think once girls like grow up and get secure, like it, it does not work forever. Um, anyway, so he's like, what about my blue balls? I didn't care. I slept heavily, happily. <laughs> I slept happily ever after. And I don't think I ever like talked to him again. It was super sick because I got the attention I wanted. I was able to get my nut, but also I didn't have to like fuck a guy. I didn't want to just for the attention. And it felt like a win win for me. And like, it was such a fucking power move. Um, however, I never talked to him again <laughs> until I see him sitting across the table from me at a wedding. And I was spe I spent like an hour trying to piece together the pieces because like we would kind of make eye contact and it's like we would both kind of look away. And I was like, why am I looking away? Like, why is this so awkward? And that was why. And I have to say, like, I, I have a few stories like this, but I've never run into 
one of them again afterwards. But the thing is, I felt so powerful getting my nut and not letting him pressure me into fucking him because I used to kind of let guys pressure me into fucking them, which is a whole other story. But I'm like, go with Delia, like really stick in your guns. And you know how many times I have fucked guys who get their nut and I never once got mine. Like I was never able to have an orgasm. They never cared to try to get me to have an orgasm. They barely fingered me. They barely did foreplay that, you know, they barely did anything. So I'm like, there may be been four guys in my lifetime. Actually, there's only been four guys in my lifetime who have made me come. And only one of the guys who have made me come did it on purpose. <laughs> the rest were just like purely the size of their dicks, which was just a coincidence. But in this case, I was able to like reverse the roles and show men what it feels like not only to have or what it feels like just to have one person nut and like that wasn't even my intention my intention was literally just that i didn't want to have like sex but i wanted attention while i got myself to come and that was like my only intention but it should be a lesson to all what comes around goes around <laughs> it's funny because i remember like going next to his uh when he got up i like went to the guy next to me because me and him were kind of vibing not like sexually vibing but just like friendly vibing i remember telling him he was like i am completely on chad's side and i'm like why are you on chad's side he's like well why would you sleep in his bed if you didn't want to fuck him and i'm like if it wasn't going to sleep on his bed i was going to sleep on his couch he's like well why didn't you just sleep on the couch and i'm like there were people out there <laughs> like if he offered why would i turn it down it's like like do you expect someone to fuck you like every time every time someone comes into your bed like that that is more of the issue than me going into someone's bed not wanting to fuck them that <laughs> You know, let, let's use some critical thinking there. You're like, no one is obligated to fuck you just because you're like, oh, you can sleep here. No, ridiculous. At the wedding, I like, you know, I could feel like the little awkward glances. But here's the thing. I have made shit up before about things being awkward when it isn't. And it's like because of my anxiety, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. They're definitely staring at me. There's so much awkward tension. And I guess it's usually just one sided. So my word <laughs> My word isn't super reliable in this instance where I'm like, things are so awkward. But in my opinion, things were really awkward. It could have been awkward on his end. I don't even know if he recognized me because I look a lot different. I swear since the mold poisoning, my face has blown up to like twice the size it was. So who knows if he recognized me or not, especially with the pills. I'm like very puffy. I'll just like put it out there. But, you know, I still don't know. I like still don't know if he like recognized me or not. But after he had a few drinks, he finally said something to me like, come get drinks with us because I was sitting alone like a fucking loser <laughs> for a few minutes, not knowing like where to go or who to talk to. Um, I was like hanging out with one of the girls to the right of me for a little bit. And then she made a comment being like, <laughs> so what's like your actual dream job? I was like, OnlyFans and she's like really well like if OnlyFans was like out of the picture like what would your dream job be and I'm like OnlyFans like this is like the best shit ever and then um she's like so like you're actually like really happy doing it and then um she said something like well aren't you worried that this will like lessen the dating pool for you and I'm like no one no one wanted to date me in the first place so no <laughs> it didn't lessen that honestly since i've started my only fans more guys have been interested in me than ever which is like so it's kind of the opposite for me but like no guys who i i have a future with so 
I decided to sit alone rather than hang out with her and some of the other girls because I was just avoiding her after that. So poor little Delia was like sober, as I have been for the past three months. <laughs> so I was hanging, you know, just to avoid that girl. I was like hanging out with a lot of the groomsmen because I just feel like I'm able to vibe better with guys. I don't know what it is, but like I love my guy friends. I love going out with my boys like I just think that they care a lot less about what people think. And that's just like, that's just generally speaking for the people I have met. I'm not generalizing everyone, but just for some of the people I met, they're just a little more easygoing and a little, <laughs> a little calmer. But here's the crazy part. And this is what I was getting to. I had a fucking blast of being sober. <laughs> I was dancing like I was fucked up, but I was like dead fucking sober. I was dancing like no one was watching and I was having like a great time doing it. And I was getting really nervous for the wedding, like really nervous. I'm like, well, what if I ruin my friend's wedding? What if I'm boring? What if she has to worry about me the whole time? Like, what if, what if, what if? And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have fun. Like, I don't have my mushrooms. I don't have alcohol. Like, how am I even going to dance to music that's not dubstep? Even if it is dubstep, how am I going to dance? Because I am dead fucking sober. And um, this got me thinking because ever since I've started like my mold detox pills, I have just I have felt so boring. Um, <laughs> like my whole personality, I felt like was just ripped out from under me. And it was really fucking traumatic because I didn't feel fun. I didn't feel funny. You know, I, I was tired all the time. I wasn't feeling good. I'd be nauseous. I was sober. And I, I like couldn't even work, which I think work brings me the most joy out of anything in life. And I, I just wasn't able to do anything that I like to do. And here's the thing. Um, I stopped drinking most of last year and it was one of the best decisions I could have made for my mental health and probably like my physical health as well. And drinking started giving me major anxiety and made me feel like I, I really started to hate myself when I was drunk. It was like it was kind of weird because I would get drunk. And I would like look at myself in the mirror or catch a glimpse of myself on my phone or open up Snapchat and like see my face. And I would be I would just be a really big bitch to myself. I'd be like, you are an ugly fat bitch. No one likes you. You're fucking disgusting. And I would like literally yell at myself. It would all be in my head. Don't worry. I wasn't saying the shit out loud. But I would like literally yell at myself in my own head till I like went home because I just felt so insecure being outside. Like looking the way I did presenting this myself like presenting myself the way I did I just didn't feel good about any of it um I would like literally be at a bar with my friends and all of a sudden the alcohol would be like you have to go home now because I would somehow convince myself like while I was drunk that they all hated me and I was too ugly to show my face around them and I was embarrassing because like look at how big and fat my face was and like how could they want to be friends with me when I look like this? And it would just be better if I hid. That was fucking rough because, you know, when I thought it drunk, it would kind of spill over to the days after. And then when I would have one of those days when I was drunk, it would just kind of like affect the rest of my week. And I would like really start to feel some of those things about myself. And, um, you know, especially with the mold and especially with like, I mean, I'm not even able to work out right now. And a year ago, I had no idea why my face was getting so puffy. And it, it's because of the mold. Um, and I was just like, this, this doesn't even look like me. Like this just doesn't feel like me. And it was so hard to accept myself for the way I was looking because like me being sick was just, 
I, I feel like my looks was always the thing I was like the most insecure about and just seeing someone like you don't even recognize in the mirror. Well, I feel like everyone else on the outside, not everyone, but you know, a good amount of people, you know, still thought I was pretty, still thought I looked good, but I would see the comments being like, you were a lot harder a few years ago. And I'm like, I agree. I fucking agree. So the alcohol just really brought out the worst in me. And like, that is like one of the main reasons I stopped drinking. The other reason I stopped drinking was just because I'm like, well, if alcohol makes you puffy, I need to stop drinking so I can like start to feel secure in my face again. Of course, I still I love to go out, love to go out. And even though I didn't drink for most of last year, I did a lot of mushrooms. I was a little mushroom fairy. I I, I did a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> I think people who know me know how much I like loved and did mushrooms and I would just give them out like candy. And it was great. And I will not talk shit on mushrooms like I shit on alcohol because I see major benefits with taking mushrooms and I still find benefits in taking them. But like with the mold poisoning, I'm just not really physically allowed to at the moment. Um, I'm not sure if I've explained this before, but mushrooms are a fungus and mold is a fungus. So they can kind of thrive off of each other in my body. And I haven't just cut out like magic mushrooms on um, i have cut out all mushrooms like i don't know what, what are some mushrooms lion's mane I've, I've cut out all mushrooms because it can kind of like attach to the molds and like make it grow in my body i don't know i'm no doctor but this is kind of the way it was explained to me so if i'm off i'm off but essentially they're not good to mix together and um i'll give a little insight as to how mushrooms would make me feel um, I, I really felt like my truest and most authentic self on mushrooms. I felt like my inner child would just like come out and I was so full of light and love and I enjoyed hanging out with people and I could really, really connect with people, which is something I'm not really able to do on my own. I'm not very good at connecting to people when I'm just dead sober. I was able to take so many of the judgments I usually feel from people and myself and really throw them away on mushrooms. Like I didn't even really care that people were watching me or looking at me because I'd be having such a fucking blast, which is different than like when I would drink alcohol because when I would drink alcohol, I would think everyone was looking at me, everyone was judging me. And on mushrooms, it's not that I, you know, there could have been people judging me, but it was just like, I did not care because I was living my best life and I was, I felt like my truest, most authentic self. And um, mushrooms were probably the first, uh, step in the right direction for any body positivity i could be on mushrooms and look at myself in the mirror and think oh my god like who is that sexy bitch like who who is she she is hot she is beautiful like who is that like damn and it's almost like i could feel the energy radiating off of me i could feel the love i could feel the energy i could like feel all these great things about me radiating off of me and I could like finally see what other people saw in me. And like, just to clarify, sober, I'm not really able to see these things in myself. So I started taking mushrooms a lot and I found a confidence in myself that I was never able to find with alcohol. I was never able to find this confidence through like therapy or affirmations, but I was able to find this kind of confidence through a magical little mushroom. And my honestly, honestly, my confidence really did skyrocket. Like, the kinds of trips I would have on mushrooms would pour into my next. Uh. Mushrooms also make you burp. Um, I'm not on them right now, though. It's just my uh, my little binders. 
Um, but the kinds of trips I would have on mushrooms would pour into my next week of how I felt about myself and how I would maneuver situations, friendships, etc. Sober, I have never been able to feel how powerful I really can be. But on mushrooms, I like I knew my power and I could like feel my power. And it was it, it was just such a cool experience being able to do that. It was it was like for the first time I could like look at myself and be like, no wonder they want to be friends with me. Like I'm pretty fucking sick. You know, it was it was a cool thing. You know, all of a sudden, all of that was like taken away when I found out I could no longer do them because of the mold. And it was I mean, it's not a forever thing, but this is definitely the longest I haven't done mushrooms. And it was it was really fucking tough. Um, I wouldn't say I was addicted to mushrooms because I don't even think like chemically you can be addicted to mushrooms. Maybe you can, but I don't think I'm like addicted like. But, you know, I definitely craved how I felt about myself on mushrooms and that feeling became lost on me without them. I'm not allowed to like do them anymore. I'm able to see how much of a crutch they were for me um, to feel like comfortable and confident in social settings. And um, for like the first month of being sober, I would quite often introduce myself and be like, hi, I'm Adelia, but like I'm normally a lot more fun, you know, because I'm usually on mushrooms, but I can't really like do mushrooms right now because of the mold. But I promise that once I'm good again, you'll see like this fine mushroom Adelia one day and you'll be like, damn, who was that loser I met back in January? <laughs> like, who's that loser I met a few months ago? Like, they're not they're not the same person, which it's it's very negative self-talk, but I felt very fucking vulnerable to have to show up, um, show up to people sober. Um, it, like I, I had to show up as a sober, less fun, in my opinion, version of myself. And I mean, part of the funness, like coming away, it wasn't just the mushrooms. It was definitely like the pills because the pills um, that I've been on, they're, they're very intense and they make me tired all the time. Um, the ones I'm taking right now make me pretty nauseous, like. You know, each one has a major side effect that it just it takes a lot of the fun out of you because I am literally detoxing. Uh, I think it's called mitotoxins in my body. And that's like a really fucking intense process. And. um, And the thing is, like sober, I'm normally, you know, very awkward. I don't know if I'm like shy sober. I think when I'm first like meeting someone, I can be shy or I just have no idea what to talk about because I get so much anxiety. I just can't really say anything and anxious. So it's really hard for me to meet people unless they, you know, already know my friends or kind of have an idea about who I am as a person or like we've been kind of acquaintances for a while. And all of a sudden I can like start being myself once I feel like comfortable enough around them. And um, I think I just usually set myself up for failure um, by being so anxious. <laughs> like, of course, they're not going to like me if I put in their head like. I'm just not cool or interesting, especially because I'm fucking sober right now. Like, why would they like me <laughs> if I'm like literally like, I mean, someone said this to me once. They're like, why would I want to be your friend if you don't even want to be your own friend? Like, you're being mean to my friend Adelia. Like, why? And I'm like, shit, <laughs> like, shit, girl, like, that's a little crazy. But I understand where you're coming from. But like, it's so hard to have that positive self-talk. And I have been more down on myself than ever. And I, I just really don't have shit to distract myself with at the moment. And like, I don't have the parties. I don't really have the hanging out with friends or even the work to distract myself with. Like, I may be working like 
three or four days a week where I'm actually like grinding and busting it out. And it used to be like seven days a week. And even those four days a week where I'm saying I'm grinding, busting it out, like some of the days it's only a few hours and some days it's like 12 hours. But um, no, a month ago I was like sleeping every fucking day. So <laughs> it was a little different. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's just it's hard because I have to take a lot of I have to take a lot of days off from everything. Sometimes I even have to take days off from self-care just to like let myself sleep from the mold. I guess that is a version of self-care, but like, you know, some of the habits I used to do like journaling, meditating, etc. like I have to focus on like the sleeping and getting better. So some of even my mental stuff I've had to put on hold. Um, what I've been trying to do through this process was really try to like find my power and um I'm still working on finding it, like don't get me wrong, <laughs> and I'm but I'm working on it without the crutch of like mushrooms and this power that I'm trying to find really is like coming in waves right now because when the meds make me feel like shit I don't really like feel good about myself there are there, there's just like a lot of emotions that come with feeling completely debilitated and a little helpless and you know, like every single like little thing that happens in my life, like whether it be like a fight with a friend or, um, you know, I'm not making as much money in a week as I think I should or um, like I don't have like TikToks blowing up or like, you know, it could be anything big to anything small. It just kind of like I have to sit there and really deal with how it makes me feel since I, I don't have anything to be like, well, I don't have to think about it. I can like shift gears and make myself think about something happy like no I'm really having to deal with it so you know the me feeling powerful just comes in waves of like I feel powerful I feel like shit I'm great today no you're a fucking <laughs> like you're a fucking loser you know it, it really comes in waves um but uh at the wedding when I was off my pills I I felt powerful um I felt fun I I didn't necessarily feel pretty because the meds I just, you know, it just, they made my face just look puffy and I, I just don't really feel like I look my best right now, but, um, that didn't really matter in that moment to me. Like when I was actually at the wedding and when I was actually like having fun and dancing, like I knew in my head, I'm like, this isn't how I would like, like to look, <laughs> but I was just like having a blast anyways. And I felt like I'd like stepped into my power for that moment without the meds and I, I was just dancing on the dance floor having fun with the boys and I was like damn straight they want to be friends with me I'm cool I'm fun I'm being funny right now and I was like oh my god I just said that and I'm not even on mushrooms like it was just it was a crazy realization and like for everyone who says that when you're sober you can't have fun or like be out at, with friends it's just fucking boring I have just learned firsthand through being like through being forced to be sober that you really can have fun like it actually can be a pretty fucking fun thing and i think it's like important to deal with trauma and social anxiety and figure out like what your triggers are so that you are able to have fun without having that little bit of like social anxiety because they do think now that i'm self-reflecting a lot that it usually is my social anxiety that like kills my vibe and makes me want to crawl into a hole because I'm just so scared of like, well, what if they don't like me? Well, what if I don't like myself? What if I punch someone in the face? Actually, no, I've done that quite a few times um, because my dance moves look like the inflatable man at like car dealerships. I won't say punch people in the face because I've done that quite a few times. And I do think it builds some friendships because it's a funny moment that they're not going to forget about me. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that it was just it was so fucking cool being there. And um, now that I'm back on my meds, I have to say that I, I have lost that powerful feeling a little bit because um, right now I'm kind of sleeping a lot of the day. You know, I have my days. It, it's weird because I'll have like one day on one day off. So I'll have a day where I'm like all out energy like actually putting into work and then I have to like sleep the next day and really deal with my feelings and um I'm crying a lot and <laughs> there's a lot going on um I was just throwing out the other day for my meds so that was really fun but you know I I had that powerful feeling for a moment and I'm just like excited to have that feeling again eventually um I also don't want like anyone to think I'm shitting on people who like drinks or does drugs etc like Truthfully, I'll probably drink and do drugs again <laughs> um, one day, but to be able to feel this happy, authentic, like confident version of myself from within without any substances, like, I mean, it was just really, really cool in the moment. And um, I, I definitely want to have that feeling again. Like, who knows? Maybe, maybe I can just like find that powerful, really fun, funny feeling on my own without drinking. And maybe I don't need alcohol again. Actually, no, when I headbang, you know, the, the soreness in your neck, I, you just need alcohol in that moment. The only thing that can cure the soreness, I feel like, is alcohol. But, you know, other than that, maybe I won't need it. Um, so I this is actually like my first little questions of the week segment. Um, I asked people on my Instagram to write in any questions that they have um, about my sobriety. So here is my first little questions of the week. Oh my God, it's so exciting that I actually like have enough people watching my stories now to actually do a questions of the week. Ah! Um, <laughs> so someone asked me, has sobriety given you any anxiety? <laughs> to answer shortly, I don't think sobriety gave me the anxiety. I just think I've always had anxiety and mushrooms were able to cover it up pretty well. But without mushrooms as a crutch, I'm able to feel my anxiety a lot stronger than I have before. And um, I just I don't really have any distractions from my anxiety at the moment. So I'm, I'm being forced to deal with it in a way I haven't really before. Um, how long are you sober? So um, I've actually been sober since New Year's and I'm definitely going on a little bit of a bender once my detox is over. But we're just like not quite there yet. I also want to explore a little more um, of being completely sober in social situations and having fun and being myself. Um, so I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh, you know, I definitely want I mean, my birthday's in June. My birthday's 6'9". So remember that. That's pretty easy to remember. 6'9", 6'9". Ideally, let's thought 6'9". Oh, I make myself laugh sometimes way too fucking much. Um, I, I, I want to get fucked up on my birthday, dude. Like, I, that my goal is to get fucked up by my birthday, maybe even before my birthday, but my birthday right now is my goal. Um, but until then, I really want to explore, I really want to explore being confident in my sobriety and being confident in, like, stepping into that power. Um, someone said, you see... <laughs> Someone said, you seem like a crazy alcoholic, but you're in denial. <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so funny, but I think this is so funny. Um, to answer shortly, no. 
I spent most of last year not drinking and I, I really don't crave alcohol anymore unless I'm like going to be dancing a lot. Um, as I mentioned, alcohol like numbs the pain of your feet and your neck and your knees from hurting when you're at a rave. So that's like the only time I, I really crave it nowadays. Um, arguably, in college, a lot of people could have said I acted like an alcoholic and I admittedly had a pretty... This is like bad. Is it was I an alcoholic? Was it like alcoholism? I mean, I just think it was like the overall like culture at the University of Arizona. But um, after I graduated from the University of Arizona, I had pretty bad alcohol withdrawals, um, which I didn't even recognize were alcohol withdrawals till like a month or two later. For some reason, I thought it was because I was drinking too much caffeine. And then I stopped drinking caffeine and I was still having withdrawals. And I'm like, this is like this is a little weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> every time I've quit drinking, though, it's been pretty easy for me to quit. Um, I, the first time I quit drinking was during quarantine and I was trying to lose some weight. I didn't drink for a month. It was actually really easy not to drink for that month. Um, the second time I quit drinking, I think I quit drinking for four months at the beginning of last year. I started drinking again for two months. I took another two months off and then I drank, I think, for the other few months. Um, but I, I was trying to only drink like once a month or something when I was back on. Sometimes I stuck to it. Sometimes I didn't. But then I would take like another break from drinking. You know, it's all about moderation, <laughs> but the fact I'm even able to like moderate myself and only drink like every once in a while, I think proves I'm not an alcoholic. Not that I have to prove anything to anybody, but just for everyone out there who's like, I've seen you chug alcohol. You're a fucking alcoholic. It was the culture at the University of Arizona. <laughs> um, Do you try to avoid parties or gatherings that you know that you uh, that you know that have alcohol at them to try not to relapse and my answer to that is no not at all um at my time when i stopped drinking i went out almost every weekend last year and i like oh i guess i wrote down i only drank for four months out of the year so maybe it was only four months um i also don't really consider it relapsing for me since it was always like a personal choice of like, is alcohol making my anxiety worse? Is it going to give me anxiety if I go out and drink? Is alcohol going to stop me from having as much fun as I could if I just did mushrooms? And the answer was usually like, I didn't want to drink. And for me, it just came with a lot of self-awareness, a lot of like critical thinking. And like, sometimes it was just as much as like, I needed to carry a water bottle around. So I didn't feel left out while everyone is drinking something. So it's like, I could have something to my mouth, you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, I, I do think the hardest part when I really wasn't drinking was going to raves uh, because without alcohol, it's really, really hard to have that constant energy. Plus, just like the feeling, the soreness everywhere. You got to I feel like you just got to have some alcohol to numb the pain. But um, when I am done with my mold poisoning, I'll definitely drink for concerts again and stuff like that. Um, it's just not something that I feel like I have to do. It's n It's never been like. Well, actually, that's a lie. In college, I was like, I have to drink um, to, like, be social. And then um, the more I started exploring with, like, acid and mushrooms, I'm like, I don't even know if I need alcohol. Like, it just became really cool not to have it. Um, and I think, like, as long as I drink in moderation, I'll, I'll be fine in the future. Uh, what was the best part of being higher drunk? Um I think the best part was like having that confidence 
I had on mushrooms, like the being able to dance, like no one's watching. Like there were times on mushrooms, I would bust out shuffling. I can't even do that sober. Like, where did that come from? Like, where did the little like happy feet come from? It came from the mushrooms. But like, how cool would it be if I was able to like get that little like burst sober? Like that would be sick, you know? Um, who is your best sober influence? Um, hey, burp. Oh my god, I have one of my dog's hairs on my tits. Okay, make a wish with it. <laughs> um, my assistant was actually the one who convinced me to stop drinking for a while. Um, her name is Kat. Um, she's been sober for a while. It's helped transform her life. And, um, you know, we were just talking about a lot of like the negative benefits of alcohol. And I just remember once I decided to stop drinking. Oh my God, it's really funny because I stopped drinking New Year's of last year too. I'm like, this is my last day drinking for a really long time. Um, and like, I just, I didn't even miss alcohol at all. Like it was crazy the kind of fun I was able to have just on mushrooms. So I'm like, yeah, why do I need alcohol again? And then I started raving again and I'm like, yes, I need alcohol again. Um, but that was like my biggest influence at first. And um, now it's actually my acupuncturist who was trying to get me to enjoy life more um, completely sober forever. I mean, I don't know if being completely sober forever is like completely necessary, but just to like, I mean, how cool would it be to like be able to go to a party and really show up as yourself and like not need to do anything like that would be fucking cool. Granted, you might get tired quicker, which I get tired a lot, but um, it'd be something cool to experience. And um, that is like my biggest person right now trying to be like, you can push through it. Stay sober. Focus on your health. <laughs> um, what were you trying to avoid when you weren't sober? Um. I think it was like the stubborn voice in my head that I was not enough as I, I am. Um, I tried finding so much outside validation through like friends, guys, Instagram likes, TikTok likes, and like none of that really mattered when I was on mushrooms. Like I would make the dumbest TikToks on mushrooms and I would like think it was fucking hilarious the next day. And it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't even, I wouldn't get a lot of engagement. I wouldn't get a lot of likes, but you know, I was like, I was proud of it, you know? Um, alcohol, I don't think had as many benefits as mushrooms. I, I don't really think I've got a lot of benefits at all. Um, I think on mushroom, on, when I was like drinking alcohol, the thing I would try not to think about, it's all I would think about that night. Like my senior year, of college and it's when I had my worst like I was pretty bad with drinking but um I just my ex had crushed me at the time so I became a little bit of an alcoholic and I became an alcoholic to try to avoid even thinking about him and then I would end up like obsessing about him being like where is he how what is he doing why did I see him with that girl at the bar are they dating are they not and um it's crazy because the same thing kind of happened on mushrooms where I saw a guy who I had just been into with another with a girl um, like right in front of me. They were like dancing. They were making out. They were doing whatever, like right in front of me. And the difference is like on alcohol, that's all I could think about. And on mushrooms, I thought about it for like maybe 10 minutes. I was able to process it. And I'm like, I think I'm healed. And then I like kind of became friends with the girl and like I, I i was really fucking chill about it and i'm like thank you mushrooms i couldn't have done this when i was drunk like it was cool you know um someone said wondering if alcohol really gives dangerous withdrawals so take it from me it does <laughs> uh after i graduated from the university of arizona i was on like a crazy fucking bender a 
crazy bender as up until I graduated, especially because my dog died um like a week before I graduated. My like childhood dog, like my pride and fucking joy. And anyone who knows me with dogs, like that is like my fucking child. <laughs> um but uh I was I was really, really drinking to fucking forget because I'm um, I was I, I honestly I bombed almost all my finals. I definitely like dropped my GPA a little bit because like what awful fucking timing. Um, I came home and was like hallucinating. I was like overly dehydrated, which I'm always dehydrated, but like more than even usual. I was drinking like three liters of water at night. Um, I wasn't able to sleep and it was fucking gnarly. And I didn't uh, realize it was alcohol withdrawal until a little bit later. Um, and you can actually die from alcohol withdrawals, but I wasn't like that crazy into drinking. Like I was drinking a lot, but I wasn't that crazy. Uh, but I just find it wild that from my drinking at U of A, which I just, I, I felt like I was drinking just as much as everybody else. Um, I was able to have withdrawals from that like bender from college. Like that was crazy. Um, granted though, my last, like after my dog died, I was like messy drunk, like to the point, like I feel like I would just kind of disappear and I wouldn't even know what happened to me or I'd get really emotional and just like couldn't talk and I would just like dance. Um, <laughs> at graduation, I, I ran away from my parents and they had to like text my best friend being like, hey, I'm with your mom and dad. Um, <laughs> like, where did you go? What are you doing? Kind of feel bad for her. She like had to explain for me, like, what is she doing? Um, someone asked, what led you to that decision and what do you miss? Um, it wasn't really my decision to make to be like completely sober. I think if I could have, I would have kept taking mushrooms forever. Um, but you know, I, I've really fallen really fucking sick and I just, I can't be drinking and shrooming and whatever. Um, like it, I just, I can't get better and focus on healing if I'm, if I'm doing those kinds of things, which sucks because all of my energy really needs to be going towards healing and my health. And even like, it, it's crazy because with each pill I've taken, um, for the mold poisoning, like a new emotion is coming out. It, it's weird. I think the first one was like sadness. The second one was anger. And then the third one was just like anxiety. And, um, the one that I'm taking right now is nausea, but I don't know if that's a, like, that's not an emotion, but it's still like something that I'm experiencing. Um, I didn't really feel like I had a problem with drinking or shrooms i mean maybe some of my friends thought i had a little bit of an issue with mushrooms but i i just had so much fun on them um <laughs> and but now that i'm like forced to do neither um i am starting to see like the magnitude of my insecurities without them and i think i'm really being forced to like work on myself and work on what i want to do and um not have any of like my decisions or confidence or any of that influenced by something that's not me well there's still my little anxiety voice or my ego that's trying to fight with me sometimes. But uh, w without the substances, I, I just think it's going to be easier to like find myself a little bit. Um, but cool. That was really fun um, to do a little questions of the week and be interactive uh, with some of you guys. So uh, you can always find me at itsdeals.com. And thank you so much for watching. Hopefully I'll be done with my mold poisoning soon. I'll let you guys know. All right. Bye. <laughs>